Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. I'm Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica. And today is Sunday, November 8th, 2020. And we have a big week ahead. And actually, the rest of the month is a big week ahead. So (laughs) let's start with this week and handle one week at a time. Um, So some very major things are going to happen astrologically this week. Um, First of all, you'll recall that Mars has been retrograde and it is going direct. Finally, this week, yay! (laughs) Yay! So it's been retrograde since September 9th. It is going direct on Friday the 13th at 7.36 p.m. Eastern Time at 15 degrees of Aries. Now, if you know your chart and you know that you have something at 15 degrees of Aries or 15 degrees Capricorn, Libra, or Cancer, then you probably are going to feel this. And, you know, we're all going to feel it anyway, but the most important thing is that um, we're finally going to start getting our energy back because it's been a bit of a tedious and intense retrograde. Now, when Mars first started traveling through Aries, it's been months. It's, so it's, it's going to ultimately have spent six months in Aries before it goes into Taurus in January. But it is, you know, I think it went in June or so. And um, it, by the time it got to August, it, it, it was attacking, because <laughs> it's Mars, um, attacking the, those planets in Capricorn, the three planets in Capricorn. And anything that circled through a cardinal sign, like the moon or Mercury or anything, and now Venus, um, we're gonna we're gonna feel it attach itself to Mars. So Mars was um, squaring, you know, Jupiter and squaring Pluto and then squaring Saturn in August. And so I think August was a was a pretty intense month. And then what happened was. September rolled around and Mars went backwards and didn't really touch those planets again until the last days of September when it squared Saturn. And then as we got into October, it squared Pluto and then it went back and squared Jupiter. And so, you know, October was a rerun of what we experienced in August, just really more um, of the second layer, the second chapter. And so... It has been one thing after another. And, you know, every week we get the moon in one of those cardinal signs and it has been triggering Mars and then triggering the Capricorn planets. So this has been intense and, you know, we learn lessons from these things. We find our empowerment. We, you know, we find our empowerment and we experience things that could be making us hot under the collar. And finally, you know, we really couldn't do anything about it because we, you know, as, as I give advice, you know, you don't initiate a fight under a Mars retrograde. And so the hard part about this has been, you know, sort of knowing what's going on, but also taking the high road and really being aware of your own temper and emotions and how you are 
using that energy because it's really not um, been, it's not been a fun ride. This is, you know, first of all, a lot of people told me they felt exhausted. I've been exhausted. Um, people felt defeated. People felt they just, they just couldn't continue, you know, the same thing. And I agree. It's, it, you know, you get hit once with it, then you get hit again with it, and you just keep getting hit. And how are you supposed to recover from this, you know, one thing after another? So we're finally going to go into our recovery, and Mars will go direct on Friday evening in New York time or Eastern Standard Time, because now we're in Standard Time. And what's going to happen is that eventually, once we get into December, Mars will find its way back to Pluto and make another square. But Jupiter and Saturn will have moved on, and they won't be part of this, this like a week of squares <laughs> that we get every time uh, a cardinal sign is, is visited by a planet. So what's going to happen is Mars is going to hit Pluto by a square in December, but we're not there yet, so we're not going to worry about that just yet. And and it's you know it takes a while when a planet goes retrograde and then and then stations direct. It has to sort of it's like got to get its get up and go back. It's like turning your car around. It's like okay now we have to make a U turn, and that takes a few minutes you know to make the U turn. So this is what Mars is doing. It's making the U turn, and it's going to take a little while for it to get off that fifteen degree point. So it's going to be a good you know week or so or a few days that it will stay at 15 degrees and just don't worry about it you know and then it'll start to move and we'll really start to feel our energy starting you know coming back as mars moves forward and it's not going to be bang it's direct and hey let's go assert <laughs> you know it's just it's not going to feel like that we're just you know sometimes we're in a stupor after um a mars retrograde and you know, it's it's retrograde for two months. It's like, all right, I've had enough. I'm just exhausted. Just please, just let me go to bed and not think about this anymore. And and one of the things that we have to do when Mars goes direct is we have to you know, like shake it out. You know, so that's what's going to happen next weekend. And you know, um, this is the first time Mars has been retrograde in its own sign since like 1987 or 1988, and it's. It's important, you know, it's it's not given us um, an easy ride. It wasn't just like it floated through Aries and it was like, all right, okay, it's retrograde in its own sign. It's, we hit all those planets. And so one by one, we felt like we were, you know, we had to deal with something and then something else and then something else. And as if that wasn't enough, then something else comes. And so, you know, congratulations to all of us. We should be patting ourselves on the back for getting through this. And it's been complicated and difficult and, and um, intense. So I congratulate all of you. <laughs> and we all have gratitude for Mars going direct on Friday night. So the 13th. So that's part of, part of the week. And it's an important part of the week because Mars is really our vitamin shot. It's our get up and go. Um, and, you know, now you can go out after that and, buy your new car, buy your new computer, you know, get your new equipment, get a new lawnmower. <laughs> and, um, and think about how you are moving forward um, in your life. Now, that's one thing that's happening this week. That's just one of the things. The other thing is that the day before, 
is the last Jupiter conjunction to Pluto, 4.17 p.m. Eastern Time. And, oi, so it's been three conjunctions, and this is the last one. And, you know, I just want to say I just wrote my blog. It's up on my website right now. It's about the month of November because, you know, I'm going to talk about this week, but my blog now talks about the whole month. And it's a big month. It's another big month. And December's another big month. And I called my blog this time the unstoppable year of 2020 because just as we thought something was, you know, writing itself and straightening itself out, other things come forward. And it's been intense and it's been empowering in some ways and making us better in some ways and in other ways not. So, you know, Jupiter-Pluto, I hope for all of you, has been something that has been expansive and helped you shine that flashlight in the closet and helped you discover hidden talents and hidden treasures and, uh, you know, recalibrate and navigate your life according to the restrictions that we've had this year. Um it normally does not happen where we have Jupiter Pluto together once, twice, three times in a year. We have it once and then it moves on and it comes back 12, 13 years later. So um, it was really, it's starting April, early April. The first conjunction was April 4th. The second conjunction was June 30th. And here we all are already. And I just can't believe, like, every week when it's like, oh, it's Friday already. I just can't believe how fast the time is going. And so here we are approaching this last conjunction of Jupiter-Pluto. And I remember doing my year ahead video at the end of last year and talking about how long it was going to be. And I remember getting to this point in the video talking about November and how this was the Mars was going to go direct and Jupiter and Pluto were going to conjunct and this was all going to happen within like a little over than 24 hours of each other. And this is, so this is big movement. And I remember when I made that year ahead video, I thought, well, that's a long way away. We have, and there was no hint of anything called coronavirus, you know, when I was working on that video last year. And so what is happening is um we are we are reaching a turning point this this month and this is part of it so the 12th and the 13th are big days we are shifting energy in a major way i hope you have been able to connect with a very powerful purposeful moment in april and june and and then again this week when jupiter and pluto join each other they are a powerful duo you know, some astrologers have been saying that, well, you know, because of the pandemic, you know, Jupiter and Pluto just helped expand it and bring it to bigger places. And now Europe is shutting down again. And, and yes, on one level, it's true because Jupiter just makes things bigger and Pluto is transformation. But more importantly for us personally, personally, we have to figure out you know, the navigation of all of this in our lives. And so wherever you have Capricorn, Jupiter and Pluto are getting together again for the last time. And we won't see this again. Now they'll stay together. They're together now for, for all intents and purposes. And we'll be together for a little while. And then Jupiter will move ahead. And then by December, you know, it's going to be moving into Aquarius. So they're going to say goodbye to each other. And then they won't meet again until, you know, you know, in a conjunction for another 12 or 13 years. So this is, you know, do a ritual, do a meditation, do something powerful these days. Um, 
this is really powerful energy moving forward. And I'm excited about it because I think it's good. You know, like we're, we're finally moving forward here with Mars. We're finally we're having this big culmination of Jupiter and Pluto. Though Jupiter and Pluto are meeting. So the first time they met at 24 degrees of Capricorn, the second time they met at 24 degrees Capricorn, and both of them were retrograde. This time they're both direct, but they're meeting at 22 degrees of Capricorn. Now, you would think that's not a big deal, except that's where Saturn and Pluto met back in January. So Jupiter and Pluto are meeting at the point, the now famous point of 22 degrees of Capricorn, which got us rolling, you know, in the whole pandemic. So they're meeting at the Saturn-Jupiter, the Saturn-Pluto point. They are, so we're going to see, we may get some sort of revelation this week about what's going to happen in our you know coming days and weeks as uh, you know what's what are the big unknown the big question mark we've all been living under the whole year and then we are moving forward um past this and maybe we're going to get some information maybe we're going to get some some new ideas and some new um transcendent experiences with Jupiter Pluto. It's a great day to do like a powerful transcendental meditation. It's a great like quantum field meditation day, you know. So that's that's a good thing. Um, speaking of information, Mercury is going to go back into Scorpio on Tuesday. So Tuesday the 10th, Mercury goes back into Scorpio. So two weeks ago, it left Scorpio, went into Libra. I can't even believe it's been two weeks. <laughs> And then it went direct last Tuesday, hallelujah, and then it's now it's going back into Scorpio again. And it's pretty much going to fly through Scorpio. Um, it's going to, you know, it's going to get into Scorpio at 4.56 p.m. Eastern Time on the 10th. And then it's going to go, you know, spend the rest of the month in Scorpio and then hit Sagittarius. It'll be in Sagittarius on December 1st. And, you know, um, that's... You know, we're finally winding down the um, the Mercury retrograde stuff. So, you know, it'll get out of its shadow and and we'll we'll move forward with it in Scorpio. Um, Mercury will be in two signs next month as it goes into Sag and then it goes into Capricorn. It's really gonna like really zip through Sagittarius. Um, so that's the other thing. So three things this week. That's only three. That's we're we're not finished yet. Um, <laughs> so Mercury goes back to Scorpio and leaves Libra. Now Mercury in Scorpio is a little sarcastic and a little um, snarky, and not as polite as it was in Libra. And in the next two days, enjoy the politeness of Mercury in Libra until it goes into Scorpio on, on Tuesday. Now, our, our mental acuity is very good when Mercury goes into Scorpio. Um, we investigate, we um, watch detective movies, <laughs> British detective dramas. We uh, dig deep into the wells of our subconscious to connect with something profound we do things that are um, perhaps more intense and, and with much more passion. 
So remember that, you know, Mars is in Aries. Mars is a co-ruler of Scorpio. Mercury goes back into Scorpio. And remember, Mars and Mercury were retrograde at the same time. So now we're going to experience a different energy because Mercury will go into Scorpio and Mars will go direct in Aries. So this should be interesting after Friday, how Mars and Mercury speak to one another because, you know, Mercury is in Mars's sign for all intents and purposes. And, you know, and Jupiter and Pluto are conjuncting and Pluto also rules Scorpio. So it's, it should be Mercury's going to be powerful in Scorpio, not so much like it was before when, you know, we were dealing more with the retrograde Mars. So it'll only be a couple days, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, well, Tuesday evening, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday day until Friday evening when, when it's like really three days, um, when Mercury will be in Scorpio without a direct Mars. And then the rest of the month, Mars will be direct. Mercury will be in its sign, and we're going to see what clarity comes from this information. So, in the meantime, <laughs> um, tomorrow, you know, the ninth, is Venus opposite Mars. Now, Venus is in her favorite sign, one of her favorite signs, Libra. And so she's moving along there, and she's now getting to the point where she's going to be at the halfway point of Libra. And you know what that means. That means that she is, like, she's at 14 right now. She's going to 15 tomorrow when she opposes Mars at 11.09 a.m. Eastern Time. So, you know, a little rock and roll around the relationships. Now, if you were watching my Instagram last week, you noticed that I talked about Venus being in her sign, Mars being in his sign, and um, Saturn being in its own sign, and the moon being in its own sign. And that was an arrangement of all four cardinal signs having their rulers in their sign. That doesn't happen very often. That happened a couple hundred years ago. And I think one astrologer said like 1783 or something was the last time that happened. So it's very unusual. And so Thursday and Friday were really intense days, I think. And Friday is the Friday was another square. Remember, Mercury was squaring Saturn all week, and we're finally past that business. And but you know what happened was the Moon got entangled with Mars and Venus on Thursday, and then on Friday got entangled with um, you know the Capricorn planets, the Saturn, the Pluto, the Jupiter, and Mercury. So there was you know a lot of information flying around, and so so, so Mercury hit the end of. Libra again to, to, to get entangled with Saturn, but the moon really kind of triggered everything. And so tomorrow Venus is going to start this track. Venus is going to oppose Mars. And then what she's going to do next week, next, the week of the 15th, 16th, 17th, is that she's going to start squaring all of those Capricorn planets. And this should really be the last planetary square while those planets, except for the moon, you know, the moon's going to do it for a while, for the next weeks. But as as long as those three planets are in Capricorn, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, um, this Venus that's coming the week, the third week of November here, beginning the 15th, um, next week, that's the last time one of the inner planets is going to square those planets because Mercury's done um, and the sun is done. 
And Mars, remember, is only going to hit Pluto, and then it'll deal with Saturn and Jupiter when they're in Aquarius back next January. So this week of, <laughs> of, of squares that'll come, we'll talk about on next week's podcast because that's going to be talking about relationships. And there's always so much to, to dig into with relationships. So tomorrow starts part of it because Venus and Mars will oppose. So you might feel a little edgy around relationships, or maybe you have been already because the moon triggered these guys last Thursday. So it's all going to be a big, big, you know, intense week again. In the meantime, the sun gets busy because the sun is going to try Neptune on Tuesday, which is lovely. It's in Scorpio. It's going to make a good aspect to Neptune. So that's positive. Um, the sun is also going to, you know, since it's in Scorpio, it makes good aspects to Capricorn. And so on Saturday the 14th, it'll it'll do some nice things to uh, Pluto and Jupiter. You know, it's going to make an, a nice sextile to, to Pluto and Jupiter, which will have just conjunct. And so this is, this is very positive. We like when the sun, the giver of life, the force of life, comes forward and makes good aspects to planets that could be otherwise be tedious or troublesome or intense. And so the sun is going to kind of smooth things over this week, and that's a good thing. Um, so then there's a new moon. And the new moon is next Sunday, the 15th. And it happens at seven minutes after midnight Eastern time. So it's really like for me, it'll be Saturday night. It'll be 11 o'clock Saturday night because now I've only an hour apart from daylight because of daylight savings time. Um, but it's a, an interesting, <laughs> so it's an interesting new moon because one of the things that's going to happen is that this new moon, so it's at 23 degrees of Scorpio. So if you have something at 23 Scorpio, it can easily touch your planet. It's going to touch your planets. And it's going to give you, um, you know, this new burst of scorpionic energy. So, so like right away, every day there's going to be something. So <laughs> every day this week, you know, there's tomorrow's, there's Mars and and. Venus, and then there's, you know, Mercury going back into Scorpio, and the sun is going to be trining planets, and then we've got Jupiter and Pluto, and then we've got Mars going direct, and then we've got the sun doing nice things to Jupiter and Pluto, and then the sun and the moon will conjunct in Scorpio next Sunday. Why is this an important new moon? Because it's going to swing open the door to the eclipse period. Okay, yes, I said it. I said the word, eclipse. Yeah. Eclipses already. Can you believe it? Why so soon? Well, let's see. The last eclipse was in July. So that was August, September, October, November. That's now four months. Well, I thought eclipses were six months apart. Yeah, usually they are. <laughs> but what's happened is there's a couple things. One is that there were three eclipses and they were in June and July. And since there were three eclipses that extended the eclipse period back in June and July, uh, by several weeks because of the third eclipse, which is unusual, but we knew that there were going to be a lot of eclipses this year. So that's one thing. The other thing is the nodes changed signs earlier this year. And so now they're Gemini and Sagittarius. They're no longer Capricorn Cancer. And the first eclipse is lunar. It's a full moon. 
and it's in Gemini. The moon will be in Gemini on the 30th of November. So there's lots going on this month, but this new moon on Sunday the 15th, a week from today, and we'll talk about it more next week, is swinging open the door to the eclipse period. So if you have not heard me say this before, I will say it again. When there are eclipses, the lunation, which is the new moon or the full moon, that occurs right before the first eclipse, which is two weeks usually before, is the opening of the door. It doesn't mean it is an eclipse. It doesn't mean we're feeling the eclipse to tomorrow, it, the day after the new moon either. It just means we've opened the door and the energy is going. It's like opening the door and the wind is coming in. The winter wind is coming in. So, yeah. So you're going you're gonna to start noticing the eclipse energy. Um, it will start to get revved up closer to uh, the end of the month. So you'll, you'll feel that. And it's not something that, um, you know, you have to think about right this minute because it is still only the 8th and we still have most of the month to get through. But just, just remember that next week's new moon, and it's good to do a ritual on a new moon. So we got lots of rituals to do. We got Jupiter-Pluto. We got Mars going direct. We got... We got new moons, you know, that's next weekend's a good time to do a ritual. Next weekend's going to be intense. <laughs> so, you know, you might start to taste, get a flavor of that eclipse energy. But the sun will go into Sagittarius prior to the eclipse. So it's, it's not that heavy-duty Capricorn Cancer energy, especially having been along with those other planets. It should be a little lighter. So, but it's still an eclipse. There'll be an eclipse in December too, but we're not there yet. We're still on just, you know, November 8th. Um, so yes, <laughs> yes, I said the word eclipse and that would be, you know, next week's new moon. In the meantime, you know, we are going to be looking at, um, you know, what it feels like for Mars to go direct, how the sun is supporting us this week how we are getting through another intense week and the the last visitation of the Jupiter Pluto and what this means what have you been doing what happened and this is the 19th time I've said what happened April 4th what happened June 30th what were you doing during that time what happened for you that might have been special or life-changing or you know at that point people were starting to really figure out a new way of navigating their lives under what's being called the new normal and um it's it's now we're at the end of the year and maybe like i said we'll get some new information but what have you been doing to expand your life what have you done what did you vow that you had to do did you say well you know what i've got to do this to keep my business going or you know what, my family needs my attention more, et cetera, et cetera. All the things that you needed to do under that Jupiter-Pluto. And then, you know, what have you been contending with since Mars went retrograde? And how did, how did the Mars of August affect you? So it's really important to reflect this week on where you've been in these months and it's it's all sort of coming back home because Mercury's going back into Scorpio where it went retrograde. Um, Mars is going to go direct. You know, this we're like, it's reflection week. It's a week of coming back to where we've been, seeing what we've done, and, you know, hopefully moving forward in a positive 
light because that's that's what we all need right now um so right now the moon is in leo it will be in leo for the rest of sunday today it will be going void of course 605 a.m tomorrow eastern time and then it will go into virgo at 8 30 a.m and so, you know, most of us will be either just starting our day, go, still sleeping, whatever. It depends on what part of the world you're in um, at 6.05 a.m. Eastern Time to 8.30. Um, and then it's in Virgo. It's in Virgo Tuesday. And it's in Virgo Wednesday. And it goes void in Virgo at 5.59 a.m. So, again, starting the day. And then it will be void until 11.09 a.m. when the moon goes into Libra. Now the moon goes into Libra and stays in Libra all day Wednesday from 11.09 a.m. Eastern Time. All day Thursday and Friday morning it leaves and goes into Scorpio. But you know what that means. When the moon goes into Libra, it's in a cardinal sign. And Libra likes balance and, you know... Venus is in her own sign. So, you know, we're going to have a nice um, moon-Venus conjunction at 6.30 on Thursday evening, Eastern Time. But the moon is going to trigger those planets once again. And, you know, it will, it will be nice. It'll conjunct Venus, you know, not long after the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction. And, but then it's going to square Pluto at midnight then it's gonna go the like in the wee hours we're gonna it's gonna square jupiter and then it's gonna square saturn and then it's gonna conjunct mercury when it goes into scorpio later in the day but it will go into scorpio at 11 19 a.m it will be void for about five hours from like 6 30 to 11 19 so you know friday morning you're not going to feel like doing much. <laughs> um, the last aspect it, the moon makes before it goes void is the square to Saturn. So it's going to be a little bit of a jumble. Again, at the end of the week. See, this is how it keeps landing. Thursday and Friday, the cardinal moon comes and we, we get a jolt of that Capricorn cluster. And then it goes into Scorpio. 11.19 a.m. Eastern Time stays there. Saturday, Sunday goes void 6.13 a.m. and then goes into Sagittarius at 10.47 a.m. Eastern. Um, but, you know, it's going to, it'll be new. It'll be the new moon before it goes void or anything, hours, six hours, or, you know, six good hours or so, six or seven hours before it goes void. So there you have it. There's our week. So um, I am pleased to tell you that Mars is going direct. <laughs> And I think we're going to have, like, it's things are going to start getting clear and hopefully, you know, moving in a direction that we, we you know, need to navigate some more, but, but still maybe a little more positive than it's been. I thank you for listening. My name is Deb McBride. I offer astrological consultations. That is what I do. And I am a professional astrologer for several decades. And you can book a session with me on my website, thegoldenastrologer.com. You just click on book online and book a session. And it's great fun and also fascinating and interesting and deep. I am available on Instagram at thegoldenastrologer and where I make little videos of me doing my thing, talking about astrology. 
there's this podcast, which I do every Sunday. My Twitter is at Deb Astrology. And you can also buy astrocartography reports on my website if you'd like. So I wish you a beautiful Mars Direct, Jupiter Pluto. And drop me a line if you have questions, if you want a session, or if you just have comments. Um, I thank you for listening. Much gratitude to everyone. See you on the new moon next Sunday. Have a beautiful week.